Hey everyone, this is John Hewlin, the host of the Relationships and Revenue podcast, and you are listening to part two of my discussion talking about the habits of amazing leaders. Now, if you didn't hear part one, it's the episode just prior to this one. So pause this one, go back to that. And then when you finish it, come back to this one because it will help all this make more sense. So I would appreciate if you do that. That'd be so awesome. Really appreciate that. So again, this is part two of us talking about the habits of amazing leaders. We're going to take on the second set of four today, and I can't wait to share all of those with you. So you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Life is all about relationships. And great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. This is your host, John Hewlin. As always, thrilled to have each and every one of you with me today. As you heard from the introduction, this is part two of my two-part series talking about the habits of amazing leaders. And if you, again, I'm going to say it just like I did in the intro. If you didn't catch the first episode in this series, pause this one, go back to that one, check it out, then come back to this one. I think you'll be glad that you did. So, Remember, the best leaders are intentionally committed to those habits that produce the absolute best results for themselves first and for their teams, their families. Now, it's unlikely you're going to find many leaders who have mastered all of these that we're talking about, but you're not going to find an amazing leader who hasn't mastered most of them. All right. Now, let's recap real quickly the first four. Number one, morning routine. Number two, decide ahead of time. Number three, do the right thing. Number four, servant leadership. All right. With the backdrop of those, let's get into number five. When it's done, it's done and not before. And you're like, what? What are you talking about, John? What do you mean when it's done, it's done and not before? When I was much younger, I played soccer. I played soccer in elementary school, in junior high, in high school. And I can remember in high school where we would have to uh, do drills you know, for playing soccer, but then there was, you know, the actual just running part of things you had to do. And, you know, there were drills where you went, you know, line to line, where you went from the end line to the goal box and then back and then from the end line to the half line and then back again and then to the goal box at the other side and back and then all the way to the other end line and then all the way back again. You know, if anybody dogged it, guess what? We all had to start over again. So, it wasn't done until everybody was done. So that's kind of what I mean by that. And the same thing is true in leadership. We don't quit until the job's done. That's just what we have to do. As leaders, we have to make those hard decisions. We have to let our teams know. We have to lead our teams through that. And that starts with us as leaders. If we haven't determined ahead of time for ourselves that we are going to continue to do the job, to do the thing, to lead well all the way through, then there's no way we can expect our teams, our families to do the same thing. Remember, it's not done until it's done. 
and not before. All right, so on to number six. Number six is raise your self expectations. And in order to become an amazing, out of the box, fantastic leader, it's going to require more than what's expected of you. If you want to be successful in any area of life, that's true. So, what do you expect of you? Do you expect that whatever the job entails, that's what you're going to do? Well, you could do that. And that doesn't mean you're not leading, you are, but you're always going to be just kind of, eh, it's going to be okay, but it's never going to be great. It's never going to be outstanding. None of your people on your team are going to dislike you because of that, but they're never going to sing your praises either. Now, that's why you do it as a leader. It's not. You don't do it for the praise. You do it because it's the right thing to do, and it is to help raise other leaders, to help them be better. But why not expect more of yourself first? Because when you do that, others catch on. They're like, wow, he's really going above and beyond in his thing. And if he's going to do that, man, I got to raise my game so that I can do that. So I got to keep up with him. That's a great thing. Let's keep doing that. Let's keep raising those expectations of ourselves. Because when we do that, it has a fantastic and positive impact on those around us. Number seven, I have to inspire me first. You know, the best leaders inspire. They just do. They can't help it. They can't not do that. But the only way that the best leaders have anything worth giving to other people is if they are investing in themselves first and foremost. You have to invest in yourself as a leader. If you're not investing in you, you're not going to have anything to give to your people, to your families. But beyond that, it's not just about doing something for yourself so that you have something to give. But it's that extra out there. That's that inspiration part that I was just mentioning. If you want to be able to inspire your people, that's something from outside of yourself. You know, you're providing the inspiration for them. That's something outside of themselves that helps them want to do more, want to do better, to strive to become beyond what they think they're capable of doing. We have to provide that inspiration. But in order for us to do that, we have to be able to inspire ourselves. We can't expect anybody else to do that for us as leaders. So learning how to inspire yourself and myself first is how we're going to be able to set the mark, to be able to help others get where they need to be or where they want to be. Think about that for a minute. Habit number eight, get back up. Have you ever had a dream that didn't come to fruition? Did you have something that you were so excited about that you worked so hard on and it just crumbled and fell apart. What'd you do? I know uh, for myself, I've had several dreams over the years that have crumbled and fell apart. Um, I'll use one as an example. You may think this is a weird goal or dream, but you know, I had a dream of having a, a loving, fantastic, successful marriage and my marriage fell apart. So what did I do? Yeah, there was a short time where I felt sorry for myself and I kind of wallowed in it a little bit, not real long, but I did a little bit, as we all do, those of us who have been through a divorce. But it's what I did after that that made the difference. I knew some things needed to change. I knew I needed to get better. I knew I had to become a version of me that I didn't know existed yet in order to have the best relationships possible, not just with another woman someday, but with all my relationships, starting with my kids and then with friends and with clients, potential clients and friends I didn't even know yet that were coming down the road. 
I promise you, the people that I've met in the last five years would not have liked the person I was prior to being divorced. I mean, truth be told, I didn't like that guy. And so I took that horrible situation and I decided to get back up, dust myself off, and put the hard work in that it took to get better. I did it for me first and foremost so that I could then lead my children better. I could lead and have fulfilling relationships with friends, other family members, colleagues, clients, and potential clients. I've been able to collaborate with people I never even dreamed possible. And that's because I put in the work. I learned how to lead myself well. I learned how to get up and to be able to press and move forward. So my question to you is, what do you do when the chips are down? What do you do when things fall apart? You know, it's real easy to be a rah-rah kind of lead, meaning it's all about being positive and staying upbeat. Not that that isn't important. It is. That's easy to do when things are going well. But when things go to hell in a handbasket really quick and they are flaming on fire with more flammable liquid being poured on top of it and it's just going out of control, what do you do? As a great leader, you figure out a way to get that fire put out as quickly as possible so that you can take the ashes, put it in the ground and build on top of that to get better. First for you, then for your team, showing them how to do it so they can do it going forward. I hope that you found these to be helpful in some way that they might, uh, dare I use the same word I just did, inspire, that they might inspire you to become this amazing leader because I know it's in you. I know you can do it. You can become such an amazing leader. And I'm not where I want to be as a leader either because I am a practitioner, if you will. These are things that I'm learning. I'm getting better at these things. So I'm not telling you that I've arrived because I haven't, but I am a much better leader now than I was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I'm grateful for that because I've gone through some hard times. I've learned how to get myself back up. I've learned how to inspire myself. I've learned how to raise my expectations. And I've figured out that it isn't done till it's done. You know what I'm saying? Those are the four we covered today. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Hit me up with a DM. Let me know what you thought about these, if they helped you in some way. We'll certainly have everything you need in the show notes. If there's other topics that you guys want me to cover in the future or other guests you would love for me to have on the show to interview, let me know those as well because I'm reaching out to all kinds of new people all the time, trying to bring things to you, people that I want to have on the show and I want to learn from because I think if I learn from them, I bet you can too. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you guys so much. I'm here for you. I'm here to do whatever I can to help you. Always remember that this podcast exists because of you, because I'm here to serve you. And one of the ways that I know that I'm doing a good job is by the reviews and the ratings that you give me on various platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you can find a podcast, we're on it. And if there's a way to rate and review us, please do that. It really, really helps the show out a bunch. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlett. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.